0: wise guy, you can do it in the you want to be a strong man, you can do it in the you want to be an Indian chief, a punk, you can do it in the rain. You can do it in the mall. The most line in sports entertainment today. From Australia to Japan
1: Internet icon, the pride of the pilgrims, the most honest man in all of podcasting, Hollywood, Jackie, positive, and a damn handsome man. Flying solo tonight. Interest playing pocket pool or pinball with like somebody you met on like Craigslist. And uh, Juju B's watching Jeopardy, and Clinton just at least he didn't come up with an excuse. You know, he didn't make something up. He just, he just refuses to do the show with me. So my last show here for a little while, because I'll be headed to Texas next week, going to Corpus Christi for South Texas underground film festival. Uh, my, my short film, umbilicus Desidero will be screening there and I will be, uh, interviewing and covering the event. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I'll be back in February for a little bit, just to, probably a show or two. Then I'm off to film my next feature film, the first film that I'm producing. And then I believe I'm off to Chicago. But uh, probably uh, I would think, well, no, I think March... March I might be I might be going to something I don't know. But in the coming in the in the next few months uh, I'll be on here sporadically. But I will never leave the headyverse. I just have a lot of things going on. It's a very exciting time for Jackie positive Jackie Jones here. But my heart is always here with the headyverse and I will never leave the headyverse. But I will say this. I've kind of left wrestling. I didn't watch the last pay-per-view. What was that? Like extreme, extreme stuff. I didn't see that one. And I never caught up with it. I mean, that, I can't remember a time. See, the first pay-per-view I ever watched live was WrestleMania two. We bought it on pay-per-view. Some people uh, will say that it wasn't on pay-per-view. They lie. Well, they don't lie. They're probably just mistaken or dumb, but they're wrong. They're, They're factually wrong. Uh, rented on a pay-per-view and I watched every pay-per-view since then, at least the, the WWF uh, NWA, WCW ECW, and then every once in a while, you know, some other bullshit watch every pay-per-view live and like if the cable would mess up or something like that, I would eventually, you know, get it somehow it sucked on the early ones, I remember there maybe I think it was Chi-Town Rumble, something like that uh, I, uh, the cable messed up and then it was hard to get, cause it's not like today where you could just reorder it or watch it, you know, on, uh, some other method or get a network. It's like, well, if I don't see it live, you got to wait for the home release. And that's probably like a year. And then it's like a, it's like $90 if you can even get anywhere. So anyway, the point is back in the day, if I missed a pay-per-view, I would, either watch it immediately when possible, or I'd be very upset this time. I missed the pay-per-view and I did not care. Couldn't care less about it. I didn't look up who won, what happened. I just couldn't care. And, um, you know, I don't watch SmackDown. I don't watch, um, impact. I don't watch, um, NXT. I'm sure NXT. I would enjoy. I'll say that. I do look forward to AEW every Wednesday. Now I don't like to be a guy who comes on here and says, Burke in my day. Or, you know, uh, I hate all current wrestling, all this stuff. My thing is if I don't like it, I'm just not going to watch it. So unfortunately I don't really like a lot of this stuff and it's not even that I hate it necessarily. I don't have, I'm not invested in it. So it, it, it's really bad that wrestling, we get to a point where it does not entice me to watch it. Even with the show, it's just like for the last few years, a lot of it was like, I got to keep up with the stuff for the show. And then after a while, it's like, I just don't want to watch it. And, and it's bad. It's sad. Like, uh, I came home and then last night and I was home for a while and I realized, Oh yeah, Raw's on. So I, I watched like the last uh, 15 minutes of it or so, but the, the days of me, like, you know, making sure I recorded something or DVR it now, or, Somehow by hook or by crook, I would watch it are long gone. And, you know, that's unfortunate because uh, I'm a lifelong uh, wrestling fan, but again, I don't want to be one of those guys who just comes on here and hates everything. Cause th- that gets on my nerves. So if I don't like it, I'm just not going to watch it. I'm not going to hate watch stuff. I'm not going to watch stuff that I despise and then like, or not even despise, but watch stuff I don't care about. And then uh, drive myself crazy, or or just talk about a concert. It's not going to do that. So what do you do? Normally, I have a co-host here, and we could do, and we can uh, talk about stuff. I can pretend I watch something, and we'll have callers call into the show, and and it, it's a good time. But tonight, no one will be here. Like I do not want to be around that guy. He's too positive. Uh, I, I he should. I just don't like him. Uh, B thinks I'm not funny anymore since I lost weight. Uh, they've like, uh, weight loss, shame me. Uh, president Clinton's like, he doesn't look like a fun guy anymore. I don't know. But anyway, so I've asked the people on the Headyverse Facebook page, not the one that says Headyverse. Cause no one's there. Go to facebook.com slash group slash wrestling. And this is a good way to keep up with the show and all the happenings go there every week. Every single week, unless someone doesn't do it, there'll be a thread that says, you know, post questions for the show. You can go there, send questions, and I, I'll ask every one of them, no matter how bullshit they are. Hopefully, you you know, there'll be one or two good ones in a garden of weeds, but there'll be stuff there. You ask me anything tonight. Ask me about uh, old wrestling, current wrestling ask about history of in your head, whatever you want about the, the life of Jack, whatever it is, I'm an open book, most honest man in podcasting, ask away, I'll answer it. If for some reason you are anti social media, send me an email at IYH wrestling at gmail.com. And I will also answer the question. You know, I even tried to get, um, the young boy there fucking mitten. And he he wouldn't do it either. I don't know. It's like even my young boys are turning on here. What's going on? Uh, go to iWhiteRustling.com right now and click on the chat room. Join us here in the chat, and you can, you can post questions in there. So I'm going to answer as many questions as come in. The one thing I do want to talk about, though, and that is Tessa Blanchard. Now, I don't know a lot about her. Anytime I've seen her, I've enjoyed what I've seen. She seems like a good wrestler. Unbelievable. So all these people are tweeting. I guess how it started was she tweeted like uh you know, all the women out there, they should they should uh you know love one another or support each other. And then people are like, What the hell, you hypocrite? you you're like a backstabber and you've done all these heinous acts. So I don't know if any of these things are true, but I tend to believe them when it's a plethora of people and they all have a similar story. Somehow I think there's something to that. I've also always wondered why Tessa Blanchard was never in WWE. I know she was a brief part in WWE in the, in the NXT, you know, uh, tournament. So don't give me that bullshit, but she hasn't been there a full-time basis on the main show or, you know, an NXT contract and she's never been i W I've always wondered Why? And now that I've uh, heard this, I kind of like, well, maybe there's something there. Maybe there's something to this. This would explain why she's hasn't been. And then there was this audio of a video. So someone ripped the audio off of a supposed video where um, someone who was uh, who paid was a, a Patreon of her Patreon. How do you say a patron of her Patreon was uh, uh, apparently paid her. I assume paid her um, to to watch her take a shit. And if you listen to the audio, which I did to be a journalist here on the show, um, you, she's talking to someone who's supposedly watching her, you know, defecate and she's like, Oh yeah, you're a dirty boy. You're a dirty, filthy guy. Maybe you probably want to stick your dick in the shit and jack off with it. I mean, it's most likely it's an in your head listener. I mean, let's be honest. it's probably, uh, it could be the, 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 late, um, you know, Jimmy jam God rest his soul. We missed you. Jimmy jam. Uh, it could be the song, man. I saw him posting a picture of it. Maybe we're going to get the inner head detect- detective to find out which, which heady verse member. I could be our very own one inch biceps. Um, there's a lot of things going around lately and, uh, it's really like building up steam. I'm, it started with the Brown bomber. He's from West Virginia. Um, then they hire a, an OIB lookalike to play Richard Jewell. And apparently he's like clenching and clenching his butt cheeks and, and almost pooping himself. And now th- this thing with Tessa Blanchard. And it makes me wonder if much like uh Joker in the, in the modern movie, when he starts to, he starts to build this uprising and, and all the people are like, you know, there's this movement here by this crazy so they start putting on, you know, uh, clown, uh, mass and going out there and, uh, committing, you know, mayhem. And then the whole world burns Well, Gotham burns is Incher our very own intro. The Joker, is he causing a poop uprise? Uh, is the headyverse verse spread? It's like the, it's like fight club. It's out there. And for their Messiah, the King of all the marks, are they trying to burn the world? down through poop or is someone out there trying to frame Incher? it's got to be one of the two can't be coincidence i think that's clear there is either a poop uh conspiracy or a secret uprising of the Incher poop plan we'll have to um get onto this so is this true or not i have no idea i saw mike terry Say that it was uh, debunked. That it's like a four chan. I don't know what four chan is. Four chan, the letter four, I mean the number four, chant. I have no idea what this is. He says it's like a troll on four chan. I have no idea. I don't know. I have no clue. No idea. But I think if if you actually had the video, unless he didn't know how to record the video, he probably would have released the video, which would have been more proof than uh, than just audio. But Uh, It is hilarious, I will say, to listen to. If you can get by like farting noises, I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not big into the farts, but uh, the audio itself, it 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 did amuse me. So uh, that led. Well, I don't think that really led to. I believe they were they were building this up for a while. I don't watch uh, Impact, but interest here to explain it, uh, where she beat Sammy Callahan for the world title. I'm not a fan of intergender matches. I don't really, I just don't like them. And some people I know, like I will say I'm woke, but the, I don't like, uh, I don't like the man and woman violence. Uh, I just, I just don't really, it doesn't fill me with pleasure to watch, you know, this dude like punching a woman in the face. And I know it's not real. Don't get on. I understand that. I'm not saying if you like the intergender matches, that you like to see, you know, women get beat. I'm not I'm also not saying you don't. Cause there probably are uh, there probably is an audience that that's why they like it. I just don't like it. I don't think it I don't think it's believable. I don't think it helps anyone. Uh, cause what do you do? Either the 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 guy beats a woman and it's like wow, whoop de doo or or like your supposed top guy gets beat by a woman. He looks like it's all nothing. Don't not a fan. Not a fan. All right, so, so she's a champ now. Now people are like, "Oh, why would you put the belt on her now?" But, but, but from what I understand, I will, I will defend Impact on this. Is uh, I'm sure that they had this, in, but wasn't it like, "Oh man, look, there's a poop audio of uh, Tess out there, and people are saying she called someone the n-word." Let's put the belt on her. I really doubt that is what happened. All right, but if this audio is real, look. I understand doing stuff for money. Okay. But there are limits, uh, letting someone watch you take a shit and, uh, you know, and, and talk about like sending them like a, a bag of poop. And I mean, that's, that's a pig, that's pig behavior. So I uh, would not condone that. And, and obviously the guy, you know, into this, uh, is pretty cool. No, he's, he's just a, a dirty, dirty man. So, I don't know how much Incher, you know, oh, well, I don't know if it's true. I've heard rumors it could be Incher. But if it is Incher, I do want him to know not to be ashamed. Everyone has their own deal. So anyway, so I was thinking about Tessa, and they were like, uh, you know, apparently she's like a bitch these people an asshole and assholes. And then it made me think, her dad Tully is one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Why is that? Well, he he was a good technical wrestler, really was. was It's good talk and all these things. But there was something inherent about him that really struck a chord with me, especially in my younger days, and that was he was an asshole. Like you could just look at him and he'd be like, This guy's an asshole. Like, there's no way he could be a baby face, Tully Blanchard. He was he was a hateable asshole. And so when he wrestled, like you wanted to see him get beat. You wanted to see the baby face beat this man up. Now, long before it was cool to like the, the heels, I was the the big heel fan as a kid. And I love this. I love this about Tully Blanchard. I was like, hell yeah. Fucking Tully Blanchard. I personally like Tully Blanchard more than Ric Flair. Not that I didn't love Ric Flair. I was, I love the horseman, but there was something about Tully Blanchard that really struck home with, with a young Jackie Jones. And that was, he's an asshole. So it made me think there was a lot of assholes that I liked in, uh, and I don't mean like, like legit, like I don't not, I don't mean like literal assholes. Like today you'll see a lot of, um, assholes out there. Like the leak tapes. I'm not saying the actual butthole. I mean, you know, like this guy's an asshole. This guy's a dick. Uh, so I started to go with make a list. I was like of my favorite assholes in wrestling now. People will say like Ken Anderson. Cause he called himself an asshole, but I say he was asshole in name only. I see Ken Anderson. I actually like Ken Anderson, Mr. Anderson, Mr. Kennedy, whatever would call him, but I do not get a legit asshole vibe from him. He was a kayfabe asshole. I think he's a nice dude, not an asshole. So he does not make the list. There was, there's a few other here. I wanted to mention a uh, Sabu. I think might be a legit asshole, but his character did not portray that. So I'm, he's not going to go on my list. You know, I like I like Sabu on the, on the Twitter. RKO is similar to that, where I love him on the Twitter, comes off like a real asshole, and on TV like a real asshole. But I'm not, He he's in the exception to the rule because I'm not a big Randy Orton fan. I think he's good, but he's over... Overexposed. So if you overexpose the asshole, they're going off my list. So, so no Randy. Abdullah the Butcher I met in person, very much an asshole. I also was an Abdullah fan as a kid. But again, much like Sabu, the character on TV, not really an asshole. It's more of just a madman. So he's not going my list. Shawn Michaels is a hard one here. Shawn Michaels. Definitely an asshole in the nineties, Sean Michaels, post rockers and pre his religious comeback asshole. So he, you, I think he would fit only as a heel. So there's like a real short window there for Sean Michaels. So he's not going right on my list, but I will give him honorable mention. Now on to the people that I think are legit assholes. And I'm a big fan of. MJF. Now, I'm uh, I put him on the list cause, but I am on the I'm on the uh, I don't know if he's a legit asshole. He does a great job coming off as one and I give him kudos and respect for keeping up the asshole persona while doing autographs and, and appearances. He'll he he'll ask for more money than anyone else on the card and act like he doesn't care during uh during photo ops. So maybe not a legit asshole. But he. He is. Maybe he's even fooled me. So he's on the list. And I very much in, enjoy his asshole behavior. On the television. And one of the few guys. That can actually get booed today. So MJF. Is going on my list of. Amazing assholes. in wrestling. Uh, another one. Of, uh, these are the two that I'm a little borderline on. Stan the Larry now, he came off like a total asshole on TV, spitting tobacco and stuff. And then I thought, well, I met the man and he seems like a nice guy. But then I thought he's also old now. Sometimes if you're an asshole and you get old, you know, you lose some of that. Because like I think I was probably an asshole up until like a year ago. And now now I think I'm a great guy. I know Intra would disagree, but Things happen in your life, and you look at things differently. But I think while he was in wrestling, he was an asshole. And for proof of that, he ran over wor- the world title. That's an ass. That's asshole behavior there. So Stan the Lariat asshole, Stan the Lariat asshole, Stan the Lariat Hansen, an amazing asshole of wrestling. Enzo Amore, I love this guy. Enzo Amore, he came out there with his catchphrases charisma up the ass out the ass just fucking blowing it everywhere he came off like a legit star and he came off like a total asshole and from what i understand anything he ever says like outside of wrestling he's so much of an asshole he can't be hired today even though he has so much heat and is such a good talker has tons of charisma because he's a legit asshole and we live in an era now where you can't be a legit asshole because the internet will know it. And then fans will not like you because of your real life personality. It's a weird, it's a weird word. He's actually so much of an asshole that he gets, he gets legit. heat not only with fans, but with wrestlers. So in a way he should even be higher, but, but much like uh, Meltzer's, um, when he's putting people in the hall of fame, he might not have the asshole longevity, but I do ask the question If you ruin your career because you're an asshole, does that make you even a better asshole? Hmm. So many things to think about. Another asshole is a huge fan of private, maybe the king of asshole promos within wrestling. I don't mean outside of wrestling. Some of some of like the filthiest stuff I ever heard on a wrestling show is this stuff in ECW. And uh, I love the man. Some people, a lot of wrestlers even say he's an asshole, which I believe cost him some, some runs in the WWE. And that is Bully Ray. Amazing asshole of wrestling. Bully Ray. The next guy. Now I just got to talk about Enzo, how being such an asshole, even though you have a lot of heat and charisma and pro mobility can keep you actually out of work today. This guy's the exception to that rule because he is such an asshole, but he is so over and the fans love him so much that wrestling companies would overlook it today. He's been offered big money. He's even come back now, not even a WWE, but some bullshit show on Wednesday nights. That is CM Punk. CM Punk is uh, a total asshole, but very talented, which I do think, uh, if you combine an, a- an asshole and talent, you really, you really, um, they going somewhere. All right. So this brings me to my top three assholes of all time in wrestling. Now I'm going with number three, even though he's my personal favorite wrestler of all time. The only reason he's three and not higher is I also believe he was a good guy in later in life. And he also had baby face runs where these other two may have, but I can never believe him as babyfaces. And that is Rowdy Roddy Piper. Amazing. He is uh, the, the, my favorite wrestler of all time. Naughty, he is so good, I didn't care that he sucked. And I love Piper, so I'm just going to admit, he was not a good wrestler at all. Uh, he had like a handful of matches I would call decent. One of them is not even, a couple of them aren't even really matches. Tell Him and uh, Greg Damer Valentine, uh, the dog collar match. Not necessarily a technical, not definitely not a technical wrestling match, but, but a great, uh, visual, great visuals, a lot of drama. His, uh, Hollywood bra with Dustin Rhodes is really all smoke and mirrors, but it's very enjoyable. The only match I can really think of that is legit good with Roddy Piper was his match with Bret Hart. And a lot of it, Hey, let's face it is Bret Hart, but Roddy Piper, great asshole. When he was a heel, there's no one better. Nobody, no one was better than heel Roddy Piper as he said himself, uh, Hulk Hogan wouldn't have been Hulk Hogan without without the heel Piper. I agree. I believe that now, um, Hulk Hogan is still huge. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying he owes it all to Piper, but that really added a lot. You need, you need the, the heel. You need the, the villain. My number two is a guy that actually I kind of disliked for a while when I was a kid, when he was in the AWA, but then I saw the greatness. I was like, oh, he was so much of an asshole, he fooled me into not liking him. But now I get it. He is the man. And that is Larry Zabisco. Larry Zabisco, a wonderful asshole and a great. Co- the man fooled the world into thinking he's a legend. I'm not saying he's a bum by any means, a living legend. Mm, not so much Larry, but he had so much confidence when he would just stand there and bold lie to the world and call himself the living legend. People are just like, oh yeah, yeah, of course, Larry's a the living legend. We have a man here saying Ole Anderson. That is a good pick, I have to say. One I did not think about but definitely belongs on this list would be Ole Anderson. I'll, I'll make up an excuse as why he's not onto my list is because he's a little before my day. I only saw the tail end of Ole Anderson as a wrestler. But definitely a great asshole. Came off like a real asshole. He did have that babyface run, but who the fuck believed that? No, one went, no one's going to cheer Ole Anderson. And to this day, I could tell. People have like this sixth sense, you know. If you and I think, because I'm a, especially the fellow asshole, I could tell. I was there at the at Fan Fest in the in the hotel room, eye to eye with the man, and I he could give me that little wink, and I was like, "Oh yeah, he's an asshole, but but he knows it, and he's also in on the joke. A lot of what he said was jokes. I stand by that. Ole Anderson, that's a good call. We'll, we'll add him to the but I already mentioned him. The greatest asshole of all time. Tully Blanchard. I there's no way I can believe this guy is a babyface. He is just, you look at the guy, you want he's the perfect heel. He's not he's not a big guy, but yet he's not so small that you couldn't buy him beating someone. And then it would make you angry when he would beat somebody. God damn he was good. I remember there was uh, and his best stuff definitely not in WWF by any means. But there was a um, Survivor Series, and he gets in the ring. He gets tagged in. He does his little strut. You're like, oh, man, these gonna beat his ass, and he immediately tagged out. That was fucking money. Money. Amazing. Just an amazing guy, Tully Blanchard. Great feuds with uh, my favorite finish of all time, the shard of the chair. Magnum TA is going to drive in his eye. Magnum. And Magnum doesn't even give up. And Magnum to this day... We'll say, I didn't say I quit. And that's like, that's some asshole stuff right there. Cause like they're openly talking about what wrestling is, but he won't even, he won't get Magn He won't give Magnum that, that little bit. Hey, you beat me in this, uh, you know, predetermined match. No, I didn't really say I quit. I just said, yes. Like Hell yeah. That's fucking sweet. Tully Blanchard, the, the, the epitome of asshole, the epitome of wrestling asshole, Tully Blanchard, I love the man. So, for that reason, I can't hate Tessa Blanchard. Maybe, she, maybe she's a maybe she's an asshole too. I don't know. But yeah, maybe she makes videos of stuff. Come, I don't know. I don't, I I, I want to know. I probably don't believe it, but it makes me laugh. The vi- the audio. So what the fuck? All right. Well, I killed some time. What else we got here? Uh, ah, now, see, I don't agree with this one. Biggest asshole's got to be Benoit. Definitely not. That's just a psychopathic killer. Not necessarily an asshole. Um, Brian Nobbs? Eh. He's, like, a lovable asshole, though. Like, you look at him, you're like, oh, man. Or do you just mean maybe he's giant asshole? I don't know. Well, that could be. Like, is, he's literally the biggest asshole. I mean, part of it is he's one of the only wrestlers I've seen their asshole. Like... Have you seen, like, how many wrestlers can you name you've seen, like, their gaping asshole? Ho- uh, hopefully not many. Or hopefully many, I don't know. Depending on what, whatever you're into, I mean, I don't judge. I uh, don't, yeah, Alonzo says uh, uh, Mick Foley, honorable mention, but the thing is, Mick Foley a- as a wrestler was, like, this lovable loser, so he does not fit the criteria. Um, see, uh, Patterson says he thought Piper, oh, Piper, I'm sorry, Piper, <laughs> All right, so there we go. All right. Well, if you have any other um, thoughts on that, send them in. Let's go to these questions here. I haven't watched any wrestling. I'm sorry. Who would win in a fight? This is from Dobbs Maya. Who would win in a fight between you and the sloth man, Jason Mitten? So for people unaware, Jason Mitten, my young boy Mitten, my man Mitten, He loves sloths. Now, I don't mean, uh, who guys from Goonies. I mean, the animal sloth. Now, I think he sees it as his spirit animal because he's a very slow individual. And I don't mean like he's like mentally slow, like he's handicapped or on the spectrum because he's not. He's a pretty bright guy. He writes stuff. You know, he can, he can read. So he's a smart man. And I don't mean he's like really ponderous. Like he's got some kind of, you know, problem, but he just takes life slow and easy. It's just walking at his own pace, living life at his own pace. Now, a lot of that is just the Southern style. When you walk, talk to someone from the South, they're taking it slow and easy, but he's like tortoise. Like he's just like slow and steady wins the race. Just taking it. At the mitten pace, And and uh, so yeah, he's he's sloth like he's also cute. Sloths are cute, and apparently sloths do uh, do poop dances before they poop. They they dance around so so all these things. And I'm not I'm not uh, I'm not you know telling stories that a tales out of whatever however the story goes. I totally ruined that. But out of school, not telling tales out of school. But Jason mitten himself has admitted this. That's how I know it. He loves the slosh. So who would win between the fi- I don't see Mitten as a fighter. I have, to, I have to admit he's a slow man. I think he's a lover, not a fighter. I think he's a very, I think he's just very docile. I think he, I think if someone started fighting him, I don't think he'd even fight back. I think he would just sit there and take it. And he'd just be like, why are you doing this? Can't we just be friends? I, th- I don't, I don't, yeah. That's how I see it. Huh? I just do not see him fighting. So I think I'd whoop his ass pretty much is what I'm saying. And not, not out of my own toughness. It would just be like, cause he wouldn't fight back. He just lay there and I just beat the man and I would probably feel bad. I'd start, start crying. But it's the way it is. Uh, owl says I did my part. Well, there you go. I he is a good man, Alobe. Uh Dobbs Dean Maya. How sexy do you feel in your slim, skinny fit jeans? You know what? So I tried these on actually originally as a lark, as a joke, uh, as to troll Mike Terry to send him pictures. So I tried on the skinny jeans, which I later found out the ones I originally bought were were slim fit. But I did actually buy a pair of, of legit uh, skinny jeans. And I have to admit, I like them. I like the skinny jeans. They fit well. Uh, they're, they're, um, stretchy material and I dig them. I dig them show off the package. Yeah. Let's see here. Uh, Dobbs, Dean, Maya, what's Robert scar up to these days? Owl Wolf says banging the kids. Robbie Scar replies, nope, I'm banging your mom. Whoa, Nellie. Dobbs replies, Robbie Scar, is that the real Robbie cursing people's moms? Owl says, nah, my mom isn't an eight-year-old boy. Whoa, boom. Owl bads. he's no longer Mormon and he's off his meds. Owl, Robbie Scar says, go fuck yourself anyone who accuses me of being a child molester is the same as attempted murder does that mean if you accuse someone of that which I don't I don't uh, I don't think it's cool it's a not you're you're not cool award you should not uh, accuse people of you know banging children unless you think they do but does that mean if you accuse someone it's the same as trying to murder them I, I don't understand but uh, you're so lucky we don't live close by or we would throw down. So Robbie is challenging Owl to a fight here right on the In Your Head group. Owl says, I would throw your punk ass down. Robbie Scar adds, I bet your mom is wrinkly and a cougar and she really mun- wants me more. <laughs> owl adds, I could say something really fucked up, but I don't want to go up to people's families. Dob says, heal Robbie. Owl also doesn't change the fact that you're closeted homo pedo. Getting like heated here. Robbie adds, ah, raw. I'm not actually. You're a lying bitch. And if I knew where you were, I'd have you served with the lawsuit papers, lawyer papers from Robbie, because that is slanderous and a lie. It's not only slander, it's a lie as well. Your wrinkly old mother must be so proud. I will. You are you really tempted me to make this joke. So I'll make a PG version of it. If there's a probable reason you are so obsessed with my mom. There's probably a reason you're so obsessed with my mom. Neil this guy Neil replies, Would anyone donate to a GoFundMe to get the Elwra beat scar shoot fight together? Dobbs replies he's dead. Which it is that's what kids say now. Like if you're dying laughing, you've are if you go all the way, you're just dead. Alub, to be honest, he has a better chance of beating me than Intra does. Whoa, throwing some shade on the Inch Man. But I'm sure his cat will also get diabetes if this is a go. I don't. I do think Robbie would go through with the fight if this happens. Alub says I think he might shoot everyone at the venue. So that's a possibility too. But uh, hopefully they'll make up because I want everyone in the Headyverse to be friends. So, uh, Vic Schiavone. See, everything's good after I say up. Vic Schiavone. Does the Jackie Jones rule that if something is funny, then it will be accepted to be true. Apply to the alleged Tessa audio tape. Huh, let me think about that. Yep. Yep. Very true. Good call, Vic. Dobbs Dean Mia. How about a heady intervention for Robert? Heal the scar always says a roast would be better. I thought about doing roast on the show, but ultimately I think it'd be a terrible idea. I think people would get uh, legit hurt, and we'd have crying, and it would just be it would be sad, it'd be sad times. Nikhil, do you keep in contact with Casper from the old uh, In Your Head uh, message board? I'm actually friends with him on uh, Facebook. I don't talk uh, very often, but I do see him posting. Do you prefer WWE Velocity or Heat? Huh, I guess I'd be a heat man. Nikhil, how did in your head come about? All right, let's go down memory lane here. So it's back in the day. We were on the get in the ring message board. Get in the ring was a uh, terrestrial radio show, which meant it was on the actual radio back when that existed out of, uh, I believe Long Island, somewhere in New York, sir, Adam and the phantom. And so this was pre-podcast days, so the, uh, the wrestling shows online were primarily ones that were in real radio that also started to stream their content or you know, put up their, their uh, archives uh, on this new internet thing to, to, uh, to gain a new audience. And one of those was Get in the Ring. It was my personal favorite. I, when I first got online, I was a um, huge fan of Get in the Ring and uh, the old IATA show with uh, Dave Meltzer. And there were some other ones between the ropes. It was good. And so anyway, so that they were on Audio Wrestling, Wrestling AudioWrestling.com, along with um, Monday Night Mayhem and possibly WrestleTalk Radio was on then. And and they might have came just a little bit later. And um, I don't know. But those were the big ones. Wrestling News Live. I'm sorry. I was skipping that. Wrestling News Live. But actually, I didn't even think it, originally, originally when we joined, it was just Getting the Ring. we was just Getting the Ring. And then those other ones were, were added. Um, so we were, were part of the Getting the Ring. Get in the It was probably it was just Getting the Ring at the time. And so we were all big fans of Getting the Ring. And Getting the Ring, this was you know during their dying days, honestly. And so they would go on hiatus a lot. And the hiatus would last months. And so, you know. We still were friends and wanted to talk, but there was no new show. So, uh, we bat around the idea of we were going to do a, um, a Yahoo chat, you know, text chat to everyone to get together and talk about, you know, the glory days of getting the ring. So it was me. I was jacking off at the time. Uh, I wasn't like literally jacking off. I was, the name was Jack and off and, um, The only person who showed up besides the two of us was Oro. And at the time there was controversy because Oro was banned from the get in the ring boards. And so for some reason, I decided to make this like a, uh, like a, like a talk show, uh, where we're interviewing Oro and, and intro was like my sidekick. He was like Ed McMahon. And then I made Incher, um, Transcribe the whole thing, because I don't believe you could actually uh, copy and paste out of out of the uh, Yahoo chats for some reason. So he he wrote down the entire thing. We posted it on the Get in the Ring board. <coughs> People uh, found it very funny. <coughs> so we did uh, two more after that. With a uh, Super Thermotite was a, another fan, and uh, Joe from Tom's River. Uh Joe from Tom's River was uh one of the main fans, like ourselves, and I uh, guess co-hosted get in the ring at one point in time, along with myself. And uh so then we decided we tore around the idea. Let's bring this to uh to an audio show. And the idea was we would interview wrestling fans. This was it was to be a mockery. Wasn't it wasn't to you know it was a parody of a of a pre-podcast parody of a wrestling show where we would interview fellow wrestling fans. Uh, so the first show, the g- first guest was Barbie, Barbie, uh, Barb wire. Who wasn't Barbie Richards yet? Barb wire. Now there's a lot of, some controversy here who invited him to be part of the actual show. Uh, he told me Intra did. He tells intro I did. I really think he just started showing up, which hell, what, why not to work? So, we did, uh, we did a show with Barbie. That was the first show. We recorded the Barbie interview because he's in England at one time. And then intro and I the, did the post-show another time. I think we actually did the post-show first. And then we were trying to get the Barbie interview. So we put that together. The idea then was to do some more, but people were flakes. And we never did like other guests. Inter- guest, you know, I remember Casino Man was going to be on and some other people. That never materialized. Which thankfully, because that would have been short list show. Um I had a lot of fun doing it. I believe intro had a lot of fun doing it. And so we posted it and people liked it. They had a good time. I thought it was funny. So we started to do it as a regular show. I never thought we'd get guests or anything. Uh, I was Jack and off at the time. Uh, I started to get guests. I was like, well, why not? Well, these other people get guests. I personally thought, and I do believe you have to have confidence in yourself to succeed, you know, on any level and anything. And I thought, you know, I think I could, uh, I think I could do a better interview than, um, than, than a lot of people. I'm not saying the best, but maybe the best. No, I don't. But uh, better than a lot of ones I've I listened to, to be honest. And so we started to send, uh, well, I started to send uh, people message uh, emails out. I actually asked Sir Adam how how you go about getting a guest, and he said the easiest way is to email people. And so I was like, all right. So I started emailing people. First people to reply out of a big group of uh, emails I sent out was uh, Paul Bearer, Brian Alvarez, uh, C.W. Anderson, and um, I forget the name of the author. It's an author of uh, wrestling books, which led to the J.J. Dillon. Interview. Uh, the first guest was uh, C.W. Anderson. Great uh time Paul Bear agreed to the show but it, it came a little bit later just due to to uh, scheduling and Brian Alvarez was one of the, the first guests too um CW Anderson I, I thought did was a good uh interview uh the JJ Dillon interview was really if if I'm going to go back in my mind the first interview that I really did feel like oh I think I'm good at this this is something I, I could do and, um, I really felt I read his book. I took some notes. I, I was prepared and not only I did, I think I asked good questions. I mean, we, we did a good job. Um, I thought it was entertaining too, which is something I strive to do even at this point is to have something that's, uh, you know, hopefully on some level is, uh, is educational or whatever, but also entertaining. Cause I, I personally like to be entertained when I listen to an interview, not necessarily like. Uh, 60 minutes or I know some people have criticized me and I'm not saying they're wrong. It's just not my personal uh, uh, style. I don't ask a lot of hard hitting questions, but I don't, I don't bring people on to sat to like, you know, uh, surprise them. I really, people bring people bring on to have a fun conversation. And uh, that's my personal and stuff that I like to listen to. I don't really don't like to listen to something where someone's getting attacked. And uh, so I like it. It's something that I would want to listen to. So, um, that's how I always looked at the interviews, but yeah, that JJ deal one I did feel was, was, uh, was good. And I thought, you know, all right, let's, uh, let's go forward with this. Um, the first interview, which I mean, JJ's a huge name, honestly, but the first one where I was like, wow, I was like, this is, uh, this is big. Cause we got Terry Funk on the show. Cause Terry Funk's one of my heroes of wrestling. It's amazing. And so I always remember this. I know I've mentioned this many times, but so Terry Funk's on the show. Great interview. And at that time, I mean, he's done a lot of great interviews, but I remember at that time he did a string of interviews for like Meltzer and different ones that I didn't personally love because they always uh, really focused on like uh, deaths in wrestling and injuries and just like kind of depressing stuff. And it you And it was like a very somber Terry Funk interview. And so my goal in that interview was to have an entertaining Terry Funk interview. And in my opinion, definitely succeed. I really love that interview. And so we have him on, and a Duck Band calls in, the man who does our um, our theme song. And uh, so he's like, hey, this is Duck Band. I got a question for Terry Funk. Is, is it true? You, you fuck Missy Hyde on the Thanksgiving table. And so I'm like thinking in my mind, oh, fuck, Terry Funk. One of my heroes going to hang up on us. He's going to tell everyone, because I just, just, in my mind, I'm like, you know, wrestlers all know each other to tell everybody else, don't fucking do the show. They get, you know, people call in and sabotage you with these fucking questions about fucking Missy Hyatt. Without missing a beat, Terry Funk goes, no, it was the Christmas table. And I knew right then everything was all right in the world. And through the Terry Funk interview, and uh, so th- those group interviews. CW Anderson for coming on, the, being the first guy to come on the show. I think Brian Alvarez and Dave Meltzer, in my mind, and we probably to other wrestling fans that kind of made this show legit because those are the, especially Meltzer for me. Uh, nothing is Alvarez, but Meltzer for me, someone you know you grew up reading. It's like, well, this this legitimizes the show. Uh, JJ Dillon for me gave me the really big confidence. Like, I think I can also not only do this, but I think I can do it well. And then guys like Gary Hart, Paul Bearer and Terry Funk, not only big names, but legends in wrestling that have great minds, but also will have fun, which to me really, uh, help mold what in your head would become and my interview style going forward through in your head. Uh, without your head and, uh, you know, anything else I do. I do a lot of interviews now. Not so much wrestling, uh, which is odd, but this is the way things worked out. So uh, I think that's a good, like, starting point of uh, where In Your Head started. Uh, the technical side, intro, took care of that. I had no idea how to do any of that. Um, so you used to want to record the shows. And this was before there are websites that, uh, you know, you could just go and either pay money or even free sites that, or you could do your own online, you know, uh, podcast. Um, so he had to figure that out. This was long before. Like I'd never heard of Skype. I'm not saying intro, you know, discovered Skype, but he's definitely the guy that, that I first heard about it. And I remember specifically him telling other shows to use, he tried to get, get in the ring to use it. And they called us assholes, uh, wrestling news live. I believe it was. Yeah. Wrestling. News, yeah. No, I know for fed fact wrestling news live, uh, started using Skype through, through us. And so, um, you know, that's just the way things work out. Uh, I was definitely a different guy back then. If I can get real here from it, uh, I was in my late twenties, uh, an angry guy, an angry man with a lot of angst. Uh, I don't think I would have been able to do the show. I know my real name. I wouldn't have had the confidence. Um, even my, uh, my, uh, like established, uh, internet name humongous, uh, so the, the Jack and off character really was like a troll, an internet troll. And, uh, through using like that different name, you know, I could, it was freeing to do what I wanted to do uh, on the show. And I think over, over time, uh, that Jack and off is definitely no longer around. It's I mean, that was, that was like total character. And it slowly just became me, and me myself has slowly become uh, more like uh, what I've been on the shows, and then eventually it's just you know one person. But uh, yeah, it's a good time. It's, uh, it's uh, you know not to get sappy, but definitely uh, it's a life changing thing doing doing uh, in your head. And maybe some people think well, that's really lame, but I mean it's uh, doing it for 15 years, and a big part of my adult life is doing these podcasts. And they've, uh, for me, expanded into other um, avenues and other um, experiences. I've traveled all around the country at at festivals and conventions. Um, a lot of them bring me in. I don't, I won't do a convention unless they uh, bring me in. Um, and that's not to pat myself in the back. It's just, you know, what I do. And uh, you know, I've covered events through them. I've, I've hosted panels. I've uh, gone overseas uh, to England. You know, at a, at a movie festival. Um. And now a new chapter is, uh, you know, uh, um, is uh, making movies. I mean, I know that they're low budget independent films, but uh, it's a great experience. Uh, in in December, you know, being on set and uh, and actually being part of it. It wasn't like I was just there covering it for the website. I was, you know, actually part of it, uh, producer, co-creator, uh, and um, it had a starring role in the movie. And then the upcoming the movie that I've uh, that I helped. Uh, create um a lot of the ideas are mine um my my partner michael epstein actually you know wrote the the script but a lot of the ideas in it are mine some of the dialogues mine too as well uh and uh we're gonna be um filming that in uh in february it's very exciting so yeah through all this stuff uh, a lot of friendships and built a community and uh yeah so there you go in your head thank you good times. Uh, Owl brings up Jack stealing, getting the ring guest book. So that is a story in itself was. All right. So Joe from Tom's river, he was doing the recap. No, he wasn't doing recaps. I did recap this. Oh, here's another thing I want to add. A lot of people ask me how to get guests and all these things. And I give them, in my opinion, good advice, real advice. Also big thing. People don't think about, is once you do these shows, you got to get it out to the world. And uh, a way I got out to the world was I—I I will say I paid my dues. I would do the written recaps for getting in the Ring*, which sucked. I hated doing it. Thank you, Vic, when he does ours. Uh, you write out, you know, the transcript of, of the of the show. Send it out. In in a, in exchange for that, they would write, you know, thanks to whoever. I think that I used humongous name um, of uh, inyourheadonline.com. So I would get the, uh, the plug-in for In Your Head by doing the work for getting the ring. This definitely helped the show. I mean, it got it got the the show out there, especially the time when there wasn't thousands of, of podcasts. It really definitely uh, helped us. So uh, where was I going with there? So anyway, um, Joe from Tom's River for a short period of time was helping get in the ring, uh, book guests. And how he would do that was they had a guest list, of names and phone numbers, um, for throughout the, I don't know how long they were in. I'm going to say 15. I'm not positive, maybe 12 years, something like that. And so he emailed me that list. I, and un, uh, like unsolicited, I didn't say, Hey, give me this list. He just emailed it to me. He's like, Hey, you could probably use this. I think he had some kind of falling out with Sir Adam and to try to get back at him. He sent me their the master list, which really is not a good thing to do. Never send people's, uh, home addresses, emails, Ah, uh, phone numbers out, especially phone numbers without their permission. That's not good. The only guest we ever booked through that—I'll be perfectly honest—was Iron Sheik, which granted is a big guest. But um, I tried a couple people, and honestly, it was just an awkward thing to call someone cold and be like, "Hey, we do the show," and they're like, "Well, how'd you get this number?" And then I either had to make something up or say this guy sent it to me. So I just didn't feel comfortable doing that, and I don't think it's right. So. Uh, but it, it did, it did uh, result in the, um, Iron Sheik interview, but it wasn't stolen. And uh, I only used it one time. Uh, let's see. Nikhil also wants to know, where's the potato man? You know what? I don't really know. I know he's, uh, periodically on, on social media. I don't know when the last time he has, but, um, yeah, he used to, uh, so what happened was people don't know, you know, uh, our third guy on the show was Barbie Richards. And I'll be honest again, I was a young guy. Uh, Barbie and I didn't get along real well. And I think you could, you could tell that on the show, which I do think was good for the show. Looking back. Um, I think it was good. You know, the arguing was three of us. We, and, um, and honestly, looking back, a lot of it is, is, is a similar personality. I think we both we're kind of, I hate the term alpha and stuff, but we both kind of wanted the spotlight on the show. Both, uh, yeah, honestly, ego go driven. Um, it was, it was very similar personalities, which made us clash. Cause you can't have two, like two guys like that on the show. I guess it did work though. I thought I honestly it was good at the same time though. Like we didn't hate each other. Like if someone would attack Barbie, I'd stand up for him and vice versa. It wasn't like we legit hate each other. It was more like we would we tr- we tried to be the the, the best guy on the show, and that's so knock an intro. It's just Incher doesn't have that personality. he's not he wasn't trying to compete with us. He was trying to you know be both our our buddies. Uh, and uh, he's the beta it. no, I'm, I'm kidding. I I'm honestly kidding, Incher's a really good guy. I don't want to put that out there. but uh we had you know, it's just it w- it was an awkward situation. end up he left the show. I'm still not entirely sure why he left the show. I think something more personal in his life, uh, but he just left and we had no contact with him, which was upsetting. Cause I didn't want something bad to happen to him. And I knew his real name, but I only knew social media under his, uh, Oh no, I think it is a real name, but I don't know if his, any of his family was on there. So it'd be hard to like, I think we even did try to call his mom one time. and see if it was okay, but it didn't work out. We didn't couldn't get in touch. <clears throat> An intro would see him pop up on like some kind of uh, gaming system. But anyway, the long, long story short is, uh, he just, he just stopped showing up. There was no final, uh, show. I mean, there was a final show, but there was no like farewell Barbie show. Uh, he never came back to the show after he, he, uh, resurfaced, never really apologized either, which I mean, it's so far long ago now. I I mean, fine. But at the time, you know, it was like, Hey man, you know, we knew each other for all this time. And you were part of the show we created. It's weird that you wouldn't uh, apologize. But I only wanted to think poorly of him. I mean, he was—he was. I talked about being a young guy, but he was like 19 when we started the show, maybe an 18. So definitely all water on the bridge. And I—I I wish nothing but uh but good for the guy. But I really don't. I don't know what what he's up to. I don't. I don't socialize with him. Um, it's not like I don't want to. It's. Uh, I don't think we really have a lot in common outside of uh. You know that we did the show together, um, Greg Diener, What team will Jack be rooting for in the new XFL? Well, if there's a Boston team, let's go for them—the Boston. What should the Boston b- team be? The Boston baked beans—that'd be a good one. Boston strong. Good Lord, the XFL. Juan Wyatt. Hypothetically, in their prime, you think a JBL and Barry Windham tag team would have won the titles? Didn't they tag in the in the WWE? Weren't they the new Blackjacks? Um, like I don't know. And Barry Windham's a much better wrestler in his prime, but uh, JBL was a big dude and had that look. So I mean, yeah, why not? Sure. Um, Jonathan Jackson. I think, though, if you really did put them together in their pride, J- probably JBL could have be- maybe become a better wrestler. And I think having that, but they're both big guys. So it might have made Barry actually look smaller in comparison, which is odd. I don't know. But I think they would have done well. Jonathan Jackson. I haven't watched much wrestling either. Who has all the titles and all the promotions again? Well, that's an easy one. All the champs. Ha <laughs> ha! Jonathan Jackson, if we get to 2000 questions tonight, will your internet go down as well? The only thing going down when Jackie Jones is around are the ladies, if you know what I'm saying. Yep. Jonathan Jackson has intra ever spat in any up and coming podcasters face and called them racial slurs. Damn. Well, he's calling out racial slurs all the time. But um, I don't know if he's an up-and-coming podcast host. No, in all honesty, Intra has always been nice to uh, people who have asked for help. I used to be more the guy that just would not reply. Uh, I'm a kinder, gentler dude now, but I didn't have time for that shit. But he would always try to help. I'll give that for Intra. He would try to help even the established ones, like get the ring, like I was saying, and they would just meet him with, hey, f- why the fuck are we talking, you asshole? Which I remember really hurt Intra's feelings at the time. Joseph Farge or Orgoja. What was the greatest angle in all of wrestling? Good Lord. The greatest thing. NWO! It was fucking awesome. The, 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 the New World Order, the uh, Hulk Hogan heel turn, it was fucking great. That really kick started wrestling again. Started the boom period. and now did it have the best ending? No, but the beginning was fucking great. For the first few years, amazing. Steven Butler. Do you know how many live wrestling shows you've attended in your lifetime? Uh, probably not as many as you would think. Um, I've been to a bunch, but really, I, I want to say maybe 20 at the most. Not, I mean, not really, not really a lot. How many times do you think Pat Patterson has watched Lars Sullivan's porn? Huh? I I, I do recall from his book, doesn't he kind of like to, uh, not like, how do I say this? He would like to like pull ribs on like straight guys. And if he knew that this was a straight dude, like getting his, his, his wiener blue, uh, sucked on, he'd probably love it. But I think he, he'd love it just in a laughing way. I don't think he'd be jerking it or nothing. I think he'd just be watching. Oh, this is banana. And he'd just be laughing. All right, Dobbs. Dine, me Dean. Mia wants to know. I have some. Well, good man. That's a good man, Dobbs. Marty Van Buren. If Liv Morgan were your sister, would you be a pervert? Nah, I don't get this. Uh, this whole is this. I know Clinton has posted this. President Clinton on the on the Facebooks. This this uh like subgenre of like people who wants to like videos of banging their, their sep sisters. So I assume there are people out there who really, who are really into that. I guess it's, is it just the taboo? I don't, I, it's not one I get. Not one I get. Dorian Doc Patel. Do you think someone from, and I guess I was too about Liv Morgan, a lot much better before they recreated her much like anything in WWE. Like, Hey, this, this person's really good. Let's get behind them and totally take away everything that makes them interesting. By the way, another one here. Well, I do think about it. I did watch the Rob last show, last week, big show made his return to Ron like two years and really came off like a big deal at first. I was like, Oh God, the big show. He came off like a big deal. It was really over. I was like, wow, they might have something here. You got have at least like a good run with the big show. One last run. What the hell? And immediately the next week he's beaten and laid out. Totally ruined. Now he's just back to another wrestler. I it's my, I, that's mind boggling. Dorian Doc Patel, do you think someone from NXT will win the Rumble to main event mania to get more eyes than the brand? Um, well, I don't think it's working that way this year. I believe whoever wins the Rumble just wins the belt, but that's for the men's. I guess you could do it with Rhea Ripley and the women's one, and then she main events. That's actually a smart idea. I can see that. I can see that. Bryce Edwards, why was Scott Hall never made a world champion? As far as I remember, he wasn't as Razor Ramon or just himself. No, he wasn't. I think a couple of reasons. One, it was the era. Um, not everyone was world champ. They they protected the belts more, especially the world belt, and only, you know, a select few people won the title. If you would look at the rosters of uh the 80s and 90s or you know 70s as well, it's filled with guys that if they were out today would be multiple time champions, there's no doubt. There's no doubt that Scott Hall or Razor would be multiple time champ today. Um, you know, Rick Rude, which I know he had the, he had the the weird run in uh, WCW, but I mean, he'd be multiple time champ, Mr. Perfect Kern Henning. I know he's a W champ, uh, Ted DiBiase, like so many guys, but then, you know, it just, it just, you didn't see title changes very often. So I think that's a big part of it. When you did start to see more in WCW is really when he had his, his, a lot of his, his, uh, drug problems. So, I think that probably kept him away from ever getting the world title in WCW. So, I think he probably would have had a run in WCW. Danny Wagner, what in your head caller would be most likely to pay for a video of Tessa Blanchard taking a shit? That's a very good question. Um, Dobbs thinks Swax. I could totally see that. Swax is a good call. I think Swax, Songman, uh, they're probably the two up there. Maybe Tiles of the Greek. I could see maybe Tazo, uh, William Moore, if he was around. William Maury. Oh, that might be that might have been who it was for. Dobbs, Dean, Mia. Are we still on the verge of World War Three? I don't, I don't know if that's one they'll bring back. I don't really think the Three Ring Battle Royal was ever like really epic. It's weird. I'll see every once in a while that pop up on Facebook. People are like World War Three is better than the Rumble, and it's like no, it wasn't. Like I, I get it. I love WCW 2 and I think WWF. WWE gives them bad rap in their videos and they didn't do shit, blah, blah, blah. But come on. They also did do a lot of shit and world war three was one of them. And no way was any world war three ever as good as even the worst Royal Rumbles. It's just not Dobbs. Does intra think he has a chance to win the impact championship. Now that a woman has it. I have a theory on this. I would say no, because if you pay attention the fight that in, the last fight that Intra lost was to a woman, so that might be his kryptonite. Beefington says, I want to see Intra clobber a bitch. Whoa. Boom. Uh Weijin sensation here in the chair says that he's half Asian but half Chinese. I don't I don't get I don't get it. Uh, Jonathan Jackson. When is Incher getting a rematch or takedown? Jack, bring it on, bitch! I'm under 200 pounds for the first time in in 30 years, over 30 years since I was like 12. So I have a question for the heady Is me being almost uh, nearly 150 pounds lighter is that an advan- advantage or a disadvantage? So would a heavier Jack had a better chance to beat Incher, or would a lighter, faster, healthier Jack have a better chance to beat Incher? question up there, Ah uh, Dobbs, which woman in wrestling would you most likely to, ha- would you most like to have sex with? It was a, uh, uh, Liv Morgan. It's weird. I feel like a total loser saying, well now, but the thing is, I don't, I, I do think the makeover made her seem like just a typical fake looking blonde. So it's, it's taken her down a peg in my book. I think Lana's not as attractive as she she's. Uh, I like I like I like Paige. Paige is pretty hot. She takes it up the ass. Always um, a plus. Um, Let's see here. Let me go to the roster. Go to the roster here. WWE.com superstars. Can you just look at women. Um, Bailey has a nice ass, but. Um, I mean, Mike Terry might get mad if I say Asuka, but she's, she's up there. Ripley's too tall for me. Um, (coughs) Liv Tyler's still pretty hot, but I do, I do think they've uh, taken away her uh, specialness. Uh, I don't know. We'll go with Liv Tyler for, for the moment. Oh, it's uh, Mandy. Mandy Rose got to be up there. Who uh, now? Why am I taking this this question so serious? I don't know, but I'm trying to answer for all the uh, fans out there. Uh, that bunny's pretty good looking on AEW. Uh, yeah, let's just go with Liv for now. I wish it would have been Liv Morgan, though. Bef- uh, the the pre, uh, pre-makeover pre Liv Morgan. That would have been an easy call. All right. So scrolling through here. Don't mind me. All right. All right. Let's see here. Where are we? Owl! Should AW trademark the slogan... Where the big boys play. Well, I am for trademarking stuff because it makes me laugh. But no, um, nah, I think it's kind of a an old title, and it doesn't really fit uh, AEW. How well, should Kevin Sullivan wrestle match with Benoit's son? That's a money idea. I, I like it wrestling is low brow. And I say, I say, exploit it. Marty Van Buren did the Netflix series. Castlevania live up to interest standards for the Belmont legacy. I don't believe it did. I, I think he like, liked it, but I don't think it, I don't think it really captured, uh, his, uh, what he, what he expected it to be. Uh, Jack has confused. Liv Morgan with Liv Tyler. I don't believe I did. Um, Uh, I, I don't know if it was Liv Tyler or not, but I met, um, Steven Tyler's daughter, but she was really young at the time, like a kid. So I don't, I don't think Liv is, uh, Liv, uh, uh, I don't think she's that much younger than me. No, she's, she's only a year younger than me. So it couldn't have been her, but I know I've told the story before, but what the hell I was, uh, I was either 18. I was between 17 and 19. I was either like, uh, either like a senior in high school or I just graduated. And um, it was near Christmas and uh, it was me, Joe. No, I don't think Joe was there. It was me and Brian Campbell. And we we're going to Toys R Us. It was just before it, closed. it was like five minutes before it closed. But we're just going to run around, look around there quick before we went home. and um, And here there was a guy running around. With a, He looked like a real goof. He was like super skinny and was dressed in like leopard print. And he's like playing grab ass with some woman there running around giggling. And there was a little young, very young girl, probably six or seven up at uh, the front. And so she was trying to get something. And I asked if she needed me to read something. I went to get it for her And he came running up and just grabbed her and just looked at me like going to kill me. Here was Steven Tyler. And I, I assumed that was his daughter. Either his daughter, maybe the girl's daughter—I don't know—but and then my brother's like, "Brian, you know who that is?" I'm like, "Yeah, let's just get out of here because he really looked like he just wanted to murder me." And we were leaving. Um, I believe the rest—I don't know if they were the band, but I think they were the rest of the band. Someone, was, a bunch of people, were coming in. I assume they opened the uh, Toys R Us after they're closing to uh, to let uh, to let them shop. Uh, let's see here, Marty Van Buren. Poop audio becoming now mainstream. Would you consider transitioning to audio poopers if proven lucrative? Um, I don't believe I would. Uh, I like to. I like what we're doing. So I would say no. Now, I can't speak for Incher. Could Incher go? Maybe Incher would. I don't know. Maybe Incher would just start farting and pooping. I think he might have. He might have a good career in that. You know, if the uh, market's there, cause he is, uh, you know, he likes to use the restroom. So I don't know this, this might, this might be his calling. I don't know. I will, if you were going to give your co-host a pile driver on the outside, would you pull back the mats? Well, if I was given Juju be pile driver, it'd be a totally different pile driver Then I'd be given insurer Clinton. If you know what I'm saying, by the way, pile drivers, What's with everyone doing the uh, Canadian Destroyer everywhere? I saw a little clip of the Tessa match, and she did, like, two of them in a row. It wasn't even the finish. She did, like, two of them and then did another move. And then, like, they do them all the time now in AEW. And I like AEW and stuff, but it's weird that the Canadian Destroyer is just like a suplex now. It's like everyone's doing multiples of them. How did WWE accu- accurately portray a fistfight? Uh, I mean, I wasn't against this idea. It's just like a brawl. I think it's kind of dumb when you have like these three brawlers, especially the giant Big Show that they lose to to Seth Rollins. But I understand they cheat and stuff. But I don't know. They couldn't they have, I know the the rules where they had to beat all three guys, but uh, I think it was a big mistake. To have big Show in that one. Um, Dobbs, who's winning the rumble this year? That's an interesting question. My guess is someone not in the company right now, because that's how they're going to put the belt on their debut match. will be in the rumble and they win the belt from Brock Lesnar who that is. I'm not sure. It might not even be like an active wrestler. Maybe it's like, uh, some MMA guy or something. Maybe, maybe Shaq. Shaquille O'Neal enters the rumble. This is my, okay. I'm going to go out on a limb. Shaquille O'Neal enters the rumble and beats Brock Lesnar and becomes WWF WWE world champion. That's my prediction. I'm making it here. Now, no one else has thought of this. Oh, do you think Vince is jealous that Trump got more Saudi blood money than he did? I think anytime someone gets more money than Trump, he would, he'd probably be jealous. Steven from Butler, would you knock on Alistair Black's door, please? Is that like a euphemism or would I just literally knock on his door? I'm not, I'm not going to fight the man. I'm not, I don't think I'm beating everyone's ass. How old would you bang RVD's woman? She's kind of rough looking, I got to say rough looking for me. Jonathan Jackson, would you bang RVD's woman using RVD's move? So would I do like the five-star frog splash on her? Interesting. Interesting. Van Terminator. You think he does that in the bed? He just like he jumps from one ring post to the other. He's playing, his plants in her. I don't know. It's interesting. If we get him back on, uh, we'll ask him these questions. Uh, I have not seen this. I saw a little bit of it on um, on her Facebook page, but she looked pretty hard, pretty rough. But what the hell? Uh, let's see. <clears throat> hey, Jack, it's El Solitario. Uh, sorry, I couldn't fill out the awards at the time, but I did want to mention my best moment of 2019. The best moment of 2019 was hearing YouTube Banner. Back and forth and providing laughs and entertainment. I've been listening since 2009, and I'm very happy when the show shows up on my podcast feed. Thank you, and thank the Inchman for providing amazing shows all these years. P.S. I live in the Los Angeles area. Let me know when you come back. We can go and have some amazing hole-in-the-wall Mexican food. Sounds good. Sounds good, my man. All these people pop up after I get back from L.A. Like, hey, why don't we hang out? It's like, well, I gave you notice. Not yelling at you, but that's the way it is. Uh, Where the fuck am I? Owl thoughts like Ken Jennings winning the greatest of all time trophy on Jeopardy. Right on. I don't I honestly have never seen Ken Jennings. If I have, I don't know who he is. I mean, I know the name, but I don't, I couldn't pick him out of the lineup. Owl, are you happy to know that Sergeant Slaughter is in is in character 24-7, even when he's doing interviews talking about the creation of the character of Sergeant Slaughter? Yeah, so there's a couple things here. Do I care so much that he said he was in the army? No. But the, when I start to think about it and he has gone on record saying that he served in Vietnam and he never was in the military. I do think that's kind of shady. I got to admit, I got to admit. And then, uh, as what I was, uh, referring to there's fans like, Oh, well, you know, Duke, the dirt dr- dumpster he wasn't a, wasn't a, you know, uh, didn't drive a dump truck and the IRS didn't work for the internal revenue system. And, Uh, Jacques Rousseau wasn't a Mountie bubble, but they didn't do interviews as themselves talking about their character where they said they did these things. And if he did say it was a, a, uh, you know, a a dumpster or whatever, uh, not an actual dumpster, but if he, he drove a dump truck, whatever, uh, when he's talking about actually serving in the military, and actually being stationed in, you know, Nam, like it, let's, let's put this in perspective. If someone else did that, who wasn't a wrestler, you would, you would think they were a piece of shit. I mean, it's just the way it is. So, uh, it, it is a different thing. Am I saying I hate Sergeant Slaughter? No, but I see why, um, I see, I can see why it's a big deal to a lot of people. And I don't think it should just be like, you're an idiot. If you think, you know, this isn't right. So I think that's all the questions here. Does anyone else have questions in the Facebook page? Ah, let's see. Steven Simply Ravishing Carol. What was the best and worst thing about being in Hollywood? Ah, well, the best thing, really, is making the movie. Uh, I got to see a lot of things. Michael Sophia, great. Uh, Let me stay at at their home. Um, Took me to a lot of the... um, the big uh, movie theaters in the area show a lot of old independent stuff. I really like being at the new Beverly Quentin Tarantino's, uh, ho- uh, hotel, Quentin Tarantino's, um, movie theater, uh, making the movie and, uh, bonding with the, with the cast Being my first movie. It was, it was nice. Uh, everyone made me feel like part of the show it was good. Uh, the worst part, there's a lot of poop. No, I really wasn't many negatives to be in there. Uh did you prefer the one man gang or Akeem? Now I do love Akeem and he has a soft spot in my heart, but one man gang for sure was a better gimmick. And uh I can't uh can't dislike the gang. Love the one man gang. All right, guys. Well, I hate to do a short show here, but I've been here for about an hour and twenty minutes. But I mean, I'm gonna uh I'm gonna log off here soon. I want to thank the Headyverse. I love y'all. Everyone here in the chat. It's been fun. Steven from Toronto. Alonzo Ulb. Mr. Al-Oul, Sandman. Vic Schiavone. Java is dead. The Ovation Sensation. And of course, the one and only, GoGo13. One of the original uh, Headyverse members. And uh, tons of people who uh, are listening to the show all around. All around. here. Yeah, see Clinton here. Clinton Williams. He's posted on Facebook. But apparently he just couldn't do the show. Too busy, but not too busy to uh, post on the Facebook. Apparently, huh? There you go. There you go. The black sheep of the show, Jackie Jones. So Marty Skrull. Before I get out of here, let's say it's kind of. I'm kind of upset about this. Now Marty Skrull decided to stay in uh, Ring of Honor, so they made him, um, made him uh, Booker probably gave him some big money so I get I understand that but as a fan I really wanted to see him I really want to see him in AEW or at least the wrestling I watch um not as a fan as this is personal thing I mean I don't even know if this is smart I mean is there really an upside to staying with Ring of Honor it kind of seems like they're just treading water, or not even treading water, kind of like going downhill where I don't know how much longer there'll be. Does this hurt does this hurt your career? Let's say you stay here a year or two and you're in a dying company. Does this hurt your chances when when you're done? I don't know. You only have a certain amount of time in wrestling, especially at this uh level these guys work at to make your mark. You know, I don't know all the details of what people offered him, but I think in this time, this day and age, they probably offered him big stuff, but again, I don't know. And I don't know what the man needs. I don't know what the man's doing financially and stuff. So, you know, with, without all that knowledge, who knows, but my gut is, I don't think he should have, uh, should have stayed in ring of honor, but what do I know? The fuck do I know? I'm not anywhere. All righty. So I think it's a uh, time to get out of here. Want to thank all of you. It's been a lot of fun. I'll be back uh, in uh, February. I'm sure Incher and well, I am not even sure, but they they'll probably be here. I'm sure Incher and Juju B and Clinton or one of the two of the three or whatever will probably be doing uh, shows at some point here in my absence and uh, and thank them for keeping my seat warm and entertaining all of the headiverse. Until I return. Sorry I didn't take any calls tonight. But I do have to get up early. And I uh, got a lot of stuff to do. I got the pack. I'm leaving a week from tomorrow. Texas. A lot of stuff going on here. And uh, it's all good stuff though. So until next week. This will listen in your head. I'll be back in February. Also if you're into horror movies. You can check out Without Your Head. I'll be live uh, this um, Thursday. It'll be a pretty uh, sweet show. I'll have uh, the directors of Scream Queen, which is uh, a documentary about Mark Patton. And you can listen to Mark Patton himself last week on the show. And also Judy Matheson, who is uh, a legendary actress from the Hammer horror film. Straight going back to the 60s and 70s. and be a pretty amazing interview. So I would definitely uh, check that out. All right. I'll also, I think I'll have another guest. But anyway, check out withoutyourhead.com. if sure you're know that. Uh, inside your head is another show. I do. I haven't done an interview for a little while there just cause I've been busy, but, uh, all the stuff that doesn't fit into wrestling and horror, all that stuff goes in there. After, uh, things settle down. I'd like to have a website up that everything is in one place and we could all go there and check out all that stuff. But anyway, I'm going to get out of here. Thanks. And thanks Aoub, for sending me a lot of, um, a lot of news to talk about on the show. It's a good man. He can lay off the intro a little bit can lighten up on the inch man. But uh but I think he's a good dude. I think he's a valuable part of the hit Alrighty righty, right. I'll see you. I have a birthday coming up like a month month and 5 days. So you can send me stuff. I'll appreciate it. All right. Good night. God bless.
0: been formed to do battle to the end in bloody games of war, yeah Big Blue met a quick demise for looking childish and lame fresh so reigns supreme in all alive. it's the final cage down final cage down, the final cage down. Down. The final cage down